Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, the pop culture show where no one feels guilty about what gives them pleasure. We can't discuss the Y2K era without including the mischievous ginger herself, Lindsay Lohan. There's a plethora of Lila films to choose from, and yes, one day I will do the parent trap when I'm emotionally ready and when y'all are ready for about three hours of me monologuing. But Freaky Friday felt like the pinnacle of Lindsay's popularity. My guest today is a huge fan of the movie as well, and the younger sister of our previous guest, Courtney. Deja is the first guest I gave a proper introduction for at the start of the episode, so I guess this is going to be a thing that I do now, is properly introduce them and not just say, my friend, because you all have such shining resumes and personalities. We discuss the legacy of both Lindsay and Jamie Lee Curtis, how this fun family movie has secretly deep universal themes, and all of the archetypes we experienced either in high school ourselves or through the lens of movies like this. Enjoy the chat. Anna, honey, wake up. Oh, <laughs> I have had it. I'm ready. For the Coleman family, Mondays are manic. Bye, honey. Make good choices. <gasps> Wednesdays are wild. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my room. We got him. We got And for Anna and Tess, there's never enough time to really understand each other. What? Time's up. It's after six. <gasps> but on Friday... You think my life is perfect? You couldn't last one day in my high school. Cookie. <laughs> That's all about to change. Because things are going to get a little freaky. Why am I in Anna's room? This isn't mine. Those aren't mine. That's definitely not mine. Walt Disney Pictures presents... So, you're in my body and I'm in your body. I'm old! I beg your pardon? Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper! Freaky Friday. Why don't we like... Yes, a jolt! Go! I could yeah. just no, we'll uncancel you. Yeah. You're like, leave it in. <laughs> yeah. There was one episode of my friends and I were like, cut that, cut that. And we're like, no, we're definitely just leaving that because it's just who we are. All right. So today's guest is a screenwriter whose work you can see on Nickelodeon's That Girl Lele and BET Plus's Miss Pat show. And she's also a YouTube creator. Bionic Bunny is her channel. She does a lot of booktube, vlogs, a little music reviews too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of creation, but I know her as my kindred Libra, antisocial spirit, um, and little sister of one of my good friends, Deja Gore. Welcome. That was the best intro of all time and probably the only intro I've ever gotten, but I don't see anybody topping that ever. We're preparing it for your future because it's just yeah. going to get more stacked. Eventually, <laughs> five years from now, it's just going to be highlights. It's just going to be like EGOT recipient um slightly offensive but lovable um personality online that's that's on brand and well-read creator I received all of that and I cannot wait for in five years when I have the EGOT that you manifested someone finding this podcast something incredibly offensive I say during this conversation (laughs) and it all goes downhill it it all goes to shit because I said yes to Ruby (laughs) wait can I cuss how are you about oh, yes. your monetization? Yes, please. No, okay. please. Um, it makes me feel better. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is always marked explicit, even if I'm not sure. Like, if I don't remember, like, I opened <laughs> it and like five days later, I'm posting it. I'm like, mm, it's for the best. Like, yeah, no, seriously. Let's just, warn, 
more than there everybody. are songs that I don't say anything terrible on but I just like the parental advisory sticker yeah it just gives it that edge so people yeah. want to know why does mm-hmm. it have it on there mm-hmm. and then now we're gonna have to have Tamara on eventually we got to find out what her her like comfort movie is because yeah I have two out of three gores yeah for sure like Courtney is the movie girl for real for real like she got me into movies honestly she got me into writing Tamara her attention span is the size of a pea so if she (laughs) likes a movie she loves it like if she's seen it front to end then oh man it's a banger for sure (laughs) okay so I'll just get her I'll get her request list and that's how yeah (laughs) and this is right after Courtney so you know just a little friendly competition that I'm encouraging. Oh, a good your siblings have never. I mean, since we're doing, you know, Lindsay-focused things today, a yeah. good one for her would be Parent Trap. She's definitely seen that. Have we already been there? We haven't. I don't know if I can do Parent Trap with someone else because okay. I think that'll just be me on a microphone alone for three hours. Just Yeah, I think that's good, though. We reciting every line and then dissecting yeah. every scene. Start on zipping, Parker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Add to the bone. Yeah, every every moment in that is just perfection. You can't recreate it. Martin and Chessie, the secret, the the secret A story in my oh opinion. for sure. <laughs> the, for the real sure. the real love story. Yeah. So today we're talking about Freaky Friday. Yeah. This is peak Lindsay. Like later we'll get into Lindsay's career because yeah. whew, what a time. She, I would 100% agree with you that this is peak Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. 2003, 2004 is like, she hit the top of the top. And then um, we discussed a bit about what the movie's about. But again, as a refresher, you know, it's a mom and daughter who are in constant conflict. And so someone hands them some fortune cookies and, you know, we suspend disbelief. They switch bodies for a day and mm. the chaos that ensues. And I do like that this movie, like as an, I was gonna say as an older person, you know, scratch that, but watching it as an adult versus as a kid, I'm like, I do appreciate that it just takes place over the course of 48 hours because mm-hmm. I, I always like a tighter story. Like don't be yeah. like months later and then a year, I can't keep up with all that. Like I like to know. Yeah. And I feel like that's where you get the most detail and like the most mm-hmm. story from. I agree. Um, why do you love this movie particularly? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I was eight years old when this movie came out. Um, and impressionable. Impressionable. But also me and my best friend at the time, Taylor, we were all about the It Girls at that time. And it was just like, Lindsay, you know, if she's in it, I'm going to see it. Yes. Like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes. Like, yes. You yes, know, yes. it's just like, and it never disappointed. Like, but at that time, it just felt like if you put Lindsay Lohan, if you put Amanda Bynes, if you put Hillary Duff, Mm-hmm. In the film, it's getting watched by Baby Deja. Um, <laughs> and also Alexa Vega, unsung it girl. Yes, um, sleepover. That was my one. So yeah, um, that was <laughs> the main reason I went to see it. And I know that I love this movie because um, I have divorced parents. So if I had the DVD at both houses, nice. then, <laughs> then that means it, it was required. They're like, to keep her quiet. And yeah. so I can go do what I need to do. We need to yeah. have this movie on stock. Mm-hmm. I know I think about that too like um when I was younger I didn't really pay attention to like the whole family conflict of it and yeah my parents are together so you know like thinking about like the impact of that change and stuff like 13 year old me wasn't thinking about that then but I'm yeah. sure it also resonated with a lot of kids too mm-hmm. seeing that on screen um what are some of your favorite 
like this movie just brought me back. It's a quick watch. It's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. It's like very high color, high intensity, high music the whole time, yeah. which I think is great for kids, like for our age group at the time. What are just some of your favorite moments or scenes either that you call back to on your own or like when you were watching it, you're like, God, I forgot that was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, I think first, like Anna's character was just such a rebel. And for me being a kid, when this came out, she was like super aspirational for me. I mean, mm-hmm. one, I think at that time, like Y2K, also the age I was at, like, yeah, there was like a priority, like it was a priority to promote like for lack of a better term, girl power and friendship. Yeah. So it was like, you know, she had like her two best friends. They're like in a band together. Like Mm -hmm. they make music together. She's like in the garage. Like, you know, like the worst thing. She's making a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was a statement. Everything was a statement. And so I think one of my favorite scenes was first her playing music in the garage with Taina. It was just with Taina. (laughs) with Taina like that was super major and then also um I would say Chad Michael Murray pop-ups which I know we're talking about like oh there, there, there'll be a dive there'll, there'll be a but like a dive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I think I think cover to cover is just a really good well thought out movie yeah um like even the way in which they trade bodies you watch it like you just mentioned rewatching it as an adult I'm not like what a stupid like concept like it doesn't feel like they just came up with some shit to fast forward and get us to the part where they switch bodies yeah um I think every part of this movie was like so thoughtful like yeah there was no there's no fluff scenes there were no fluff scenes like there were no every single thread of it ended up amounting to something everything was important um mm-hmm. and not going into Chad Michael Murray like as a, <laughs> as a person too much but as a character <laughs> right you know but as a character I think like he was like the perfect heartthrob because of the fact yeah. that like he was the guy that comes off as a rebel but you find out that he actually liked the girl for her being herself like he was very mainstream and like hard worker and you know it was like uh you can't judge a book by its cover yeah like I mean there's something to the fact that when Anna and Jamie Lee Curtis I say Jamie Lee Curtis when I should say test but she's so iconic and JLC (laughs) when they switch bodies right and he's like "Ooh, like you look the same but I'm just like not so into you now yeah I think even that lesson as like a kid like most of the time the hot guy ends up being like an asshole but for her personality to leave her body and the hot guy is like, oh, yeah. you're still hot, but I don't know if I like you. Yeah, like, yeah. He had, wow. they gave him depth. They gave him depth for sure. Yeah. 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 I think. What about you? What are your favorite oh. like moments? To yes. me, like it speaks to what you're saying is that again, this is, you know, it could become like a really meta talk about boring things about like how movies are made now, but like the cast is so good. The actors are so good. Cause to yeah. me, Lindsay and Jamie are better at playing quote each other Mm -hmm. than themselves even and I feel like that just speaks to their acting like that's the whole thing when we talk about Lindsay Lohan that everyone's like god like I wish she hadn't gotten like scooped up by all the like clutches because she is such a good actress Lindsay as as the mom quote end quote crying real ass tears because she's about to have to break up with her 50 year old fiance like (laughs) give her an Oscar Because I believe that shit. You know, and it's just like, it wasn't that they had on different clothes and became like 
No. I'm going to act like a generic mother or a generic teenager. It was like, they you really know that this it. is Tess. Yeah, yeah. Like, they really played with that and had so much fun with that from the instant that they switched. Like, even um, Tess inside of Anna's body going up to her arch nemesis and thinking, if I just say nice things to her, we'll be besties oh. again. You know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're going to do a test dive because I... I, I had some thoughts on her in the mm-hmm. rewatch, but I think one of my favorites is definitely um, when they first find out they've switched. It's, yeah. It's such a great scene. Like when the little brother comes in and says, mom's dead. And she's like, I'm dead. I, well, yeah. I'm not in my body. <laughs> like I can yeah. see her. And then um, them figuring out that they're each other and like Jamie screaming, like, I look like the crypt keeper. Yeah. Like, I, I also was thinking, like, I could never recover from switching bodies with my mom. Like, I don't want to know about her parts. Like, I I would be going to therapy for the rest of the time just for that experience. Yeah, I would definitely keep on the clothes that I came in. Like, I'm not changing. Like, she took her mom on a shopping spree. That means she saw it all. I Yeah, she she sure did. Um, I would avoid mirrors at all costs. Any contact. And I laughed so much harder. Um when Jamie Lee Curtis is playing Anna and um, Ryan tries to kiss her. Oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. And all the physical comedy is just like her disgust and fear. That man was perfection. Yes. Like we're not shocked. Like it's Jamie Lee Curtis, but at the same time, it's just like, yes, you have more of the attention span. Like, you know, we're kids watching this. We're like looking at the bright colors and the music. Yeah. Actually enjoying the story is. Yeah. So which is so cool. Like, um, like, I mean, to answer your question better, because I think I'll answer like highlights. Favorite moment scene wise would definitely be the switch itself. Like I love wake up for me. I love they're like in this direct argument that's going to play out for the rest of the fucking movie. It's all hot and heated. There's this earthquake that like, they don't necessarily know what happens. And there's this like, when I first watch it, like, you know, they're going to switch bodies, but you're like, wait, but you know? Yeah. Like how are we getting there? It was just so cool, creepy and eerie. Um, And the food at that restaurant also looked really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Important. They committed to the set. Um, I also like, think about like again now we're from the east coast but like now having both lived in california like the earthquake is the perfect situation to give them like at all the different points because of earthquakes being and they created a runner out of that with the grandpa (laughs) like an entire runner for the whole film harry and grandpa are so underrated i would have watched a web series of harry and grandpa's hijinks to be honest it's never too late for you ruby (laughs) the dynamic is just there and then i love the movie I always love a makeover montage. So like the what I like yes. they change her up, like and they just make her look killer was amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't have cared 20 years ago, but now it's an adult. I'm like, she needed that. She needed the refresh. Yes. As she a kid, it was like a fun scene, but you don't know that she like looks brand new. But when you rewatch it, you're like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you cleaned her up. <laughs> um, I forgot too about the talk show appearance and she's crowd surfing. Yes! Like so good. And, um, and then I think one of my favorite lines is, well, there was one word I had not heard in 20 years and it just like took me back. All of that. So Raven was, um, when Jamie as Anna goes snap, like, do you remember oh. when they to say that as like a ex, uh, exclamation? Like they'd be so yes. excited. I just, I like, she said it and I swear to you, like my whole body came back to 2003 as well. Yeah. And I was like thinking about like 
almost my space and like writing in people's yearbooks and stuff like that. I was just like sent to a time, sent to a time. And then I think the other little lingering ones are, um, <laughs> they're trying to figure out the fortune to switch back. And when it yeah. says like selfless love will change you back, they go, great. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, also, <laughs> a low key poor message was like, do they actually love each other? Mm-hmm. And then the finale, of course, we love a, a music finale, a performance. Oh finale. yeah, for sure. Um, so the cast breakdown, as we said, Lindsay Lohan as Anna, you said she's very aspirational. She was giving mm-hmm. like what you wanted to be as mm-hmm. a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that like the only thing that was like the only flaw and I hate when people are like, look at this plot hole, but like if she was really a true quote rocker, her not knowing who Stevie Nicks was, was a little like, yeah, give her that. Give her that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I think it was like very, as you were saying, like Y2K girl power, we're trying to give her um like this she's every woman energy too and so like her trying to talk about totalitarianism, stuff I'm like we don't have to go she doesn't have to be everybody to everyone yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't have to be an intellectual and a rocker yeah and this and that and all the stuff and then yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis I mean MVP but Tess as a mom mm-hmm. she wasn't a great mom mm-hmm she invalidated everyone she's a therapist who invalidated her daughter's feelings constantly yeah all the time she said to her like she was just like you know high school's not that hard and I was like today is even more insane like I feel like from what I hear high school is just pre-college like they're already Mm -hmm. writing essays they're doing like part-time clubs it's like a part-time job everything is just like schedule 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 I'm like yeah and then it, it was interesting though because it was like she sucked as a mom but it almost like worked for her character because of the fact that she was a therapist and you're telling people how to feel all the time but you're so out of touch with your feelings and your children and your children's feelings like she has nothing left for the family because she's giving it all to her clients yeah yeah it was very that I just I was stressed out by her and then also like her being mad I know we needed the conflict but her being mad about the daughter to go audition during the rehearsal dinner of your second marriage. Yeah. Is that really, you know, is that an issue? Are we okay? I mean, okay, when I was a kid, I would be like, oh, this lady has a stick up her ass. But it was like, as an adult rewatching it, almost like what you were saying earlier of, do they even like each other if they don't think like selfless love can change them back? I think it was like, that for Tess was like the oh you really don't like me like you could honestly live without <laughs> attending one of the happiest moments of my life like but it's also you know what I mean like your dad dinner. died I was sad I'm getting remarried trying to find happiness again and you're like yeah yeah that's great but me and my band day before <laughs> day before when that's I how it happens sometimes you, you know gotta support your kids dreams it yeah. was the principle okay okay so it's just you know she gotta put her family first I don't know it was 20 minutes and then of course it was like conveniently half a block away I feel like yeah (laughs) you know again we're not gonna get into the whole like um geography of Los Angeles but there was one point where they said they were in Chinatown and they were gonna get back to like they clearly lived on like the west side in 15 minutes I was like okay you get in that car fast and it was also like one of the more earnest moments of Anna like I mean, yes, she was being polite to her mom because she wanted something. Oh, that was like, hilarious when she, she terrified was like, oh, mom, back please. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to do better. I'll try. Thanks, I'll mom. really try. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Our moms would definitely see through that. They'd be like, okay, 
And then yeah. they also say no to whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I mean, but she, she knew it was a wild request to want to go, Yeah, you know, yeah. do an audition the night of the of her mom's dinner. But it was yeah. the fact that she, like, came being like, I know this is wild, but can I? I think it gives her a little something. Like, it, yeah, she, she had, um, like, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. They really wrote her very thoroughly, very well-rounded, I think, in terms of- This is the thing that I will say, too, because, you know, you have, like, uh, you know, different plot holes or flaws. And this wasn't a flaw to me. And I think it's because I haven't been a mom yet. I've only been a daughter. So naturally, I can only truly relate to Anna's <laughs> character and sympathize with Tess's character, right? Sure. But with Anna, when they switched bodies- it just felt like everything Anna did and felt was super justified. Like it yeah. felt like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm not doing bad at school. I have a teacher that hates me. I'm not mean to Stacy. She just has decided to hate me. I'm not exactly. like rebellious. I just, I'm really good at music and I really like to pursue it. And it felt like when Tess went into Anna's body, she found all those things out. Like, oh shoot, I've been wrong. My daughter's really, yes. you know, yeah. selfless. Whereas with Tess, it felt like. You overbook yourself, you know. You, you don't harm bother to listen yeah. to Anna. <laughs> like you're a stick in the mud who doesn't want to try new looks or anything new. Like it felt like when Anna went into Tess's body, she actually just made Tess's life better. Yeah, she just helped her out. It was a very pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a per- very pro Anna POV. I didn't. Yeah. I also like sometimes I'll try and clock who writes the movies to see if they're from like if they've written other things I've seen before, but I didn't uh-huh. do this one. But yeah, it was very pro Anna. The the point of view. Yeah, like even her going on the talk show, like she didn't know anything about Tess's book, but she just goes on there and talks about like not giving a fuck and it works yes. out. You know? Yeah, like she pre- she predicted like all of the self-help books of like the late 2010s where it's just mm-hmm. like, be you, don't schedule yourself, like follow your heart every breath, you know, like very, mm-hmm. just like take it moment by moment, which is like all that's promoted now. Yeah. Like it felt like the the, the lesson was understanding for Tess, but what like what would you say? But I think Anna's was to understand that, um, and it took a while. Like it really, they only they didn't dedicate as much time to it. Okay, but they, it really was the end of like understanding that uh, Ryan, the stepfather, was like not a replacement for her father. Mm-hmm. So they really didn't dig into like now again. No, you're people, right. We talk about trauma all the time. We talk about yeah. like the psyche and like all this, you know, like there would have been a lot more discussion about the loss. Like, I think it was kind of glossed over because the point of this movie is to have fun. So obviously mm-hmm. all of the Anna hijinks is more for the fun of the viewer, but yeah. her lesson was supposed to be one understanding that like her mom's doing all this for her probably, but they didn't really get into that as much. Cause again, it was more about the yeah. fun. But I think towards the end when, you know, Tess in Lindsay Lohan's body is like just postpone the wedding like I don't want to do it like yeah. and also like when he does that speech about like I'm not the bad guy I want her to like yeah like because he always played it cool you know like he was just like he was very good at like responding to what the kids needed mm-hmm. um at the time because he knew like he's not their dad like he's you just made this movie like mad deep like honestly I mean if this it's fucked me up now. at the end Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> year old man like I'm not crying over Mark Harmon at you know no. 18 or whatever and so, like, just him, you know, like, her realizing, like, he's not the enemy, like, and he's not here to, like, cause harm to their family or, like, change anything about it. He just wants to be a part of it. Like, however mm-hmm. she wants him to be that part. You know, but it is it is more focused on, 
I think it's important, like listen to your kids and like, again, just there's a lot more comedy for, cause it's more of a kid's movie. Yeah, but no, I think that you're right, though, in the sense of, like, it feels like the entire swap is, like, it's almost if Anna's father, Tess's husband dies, and then our dynamic just completely went to shit, Um, Mm -hmm. and then Tess moves on, and it feels like, okay, my mom is moving on and got this new guy, and we don't really get along, and so life is just moving on without dad. And the fact that they're not communicating at all, which is the irony of the therapist's mom, not, like, not putting them not in therapy or not doesn't realize her dad her daughter's going through these feelings and mm-hmm. so it's interesting though that when they flip it's almost like even though it's only like 48 hours yeah it's almost like they quickly kind of get to do that healing and that like what you said of I'm not like moving on without you you're a part of this family Ryan just wants mm-hmm. to be a part of it too like you know provide the love your dad would want us to have and things like that so it and really like, is I think that's why it stands the test of time because yeah. It's a fun kids movie, yes. but it also has like star power and a super like heartfelt message. And like you said, there are no fluff scenes. The fluff scenes kill me. And I love that the way, and again, you know more of the technicalities of this. I do. I just like know it as a, oh, no. it's just like that they set up all these like mini conflicts or like mini events that are hap- that happen to all be taking place that will require them to be in these scenarios that mm-hmm. help you understand the central conflict too, because you Absolutely. have the quote honors qualifying exam. I didn't want to revisit that part of my youth. So we're not getting into that, but like Jeez. the exam part, um, you know, the interaction with the teacher, uh, the test with her clients, like all this stuff to help make, and then the talk show appearance to make more sense. Also, mm-hmm. like sidebar, Ryan must be like he's some kind of exec for a network or something because he has like all these connects with like her book and like getting her on the yo. And so she must have met him through work, and that would make sense because it's not like she after the dad died. What like, was his job? What was? Did we ever? Did it ever say? No, no, they didn't. But like, first of all, he had that like crazy rehearsal dinner party, you know, yeah, in some hotel, and yes. then. He like had security that he was like sending away once they caught the children crashing the the party. Yeah, like and then he was the one who booked her the talk show appearance, and he yes. also was the one who brought her the book printed. So like, yes, I can see the backstory being in like they probably cut this out again because it was a no fluff film. Yeah, like, and also the kids won't care. I, my my story for him is that like he must work mm-hmm. either for the publishing company or for some media kind of conglomerate situation or yeah or something because yeah. he like. And also that makes sense. Like she doesn't seem like the type who's going to go off dating after the dad died. Like she's mm-hmm. more focused. So she'd have to meet him in some. And that would also play into Lindsay Lohan just being over it. Like yeah. our dad died. We're not healing. You're writing these bullshit books and immersing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of talking like to this us. Corporate guy. Yeah. yeah. He was giving corporate <laughs> for sure. He was giving businessman yeah. something going on. And also like when we revisit these movies 20 years later, the way that I'm like more attracted to the older men than I oh, am like the like I was like I'm in 2008 and he was like a hard it's Ryan in, like for 80s me is and not Jake for me like Jake was cute <laughs> Ryan is like hi. Jake was for the kids <laughs> Ryan was for the adults like we have mm-hmm. to do that. that's like um the parent trap I always watch for Dennis Quaid despite it being Dennis Quaid jeez um, yeah and like we were saying when you're older and you watch these it's crazy because I I cry now when I watch the parent trap all the time yeah. because of like the children separation things so, like when they each see the parent and then I was yeah like, I decided to watch he was a fucking terrible father time. 
they were just awful fucking parents they were were. but the realization scenes just get me every time and I don't know why I decided to watch them on planes too so I'm like crying in public all the time oh it's a mess um and then like we said Jake Chad Michael Murray that was my man from like Mm -hmm. 2002 through like 2005 six like whenever he came he was like hot as a cheater then I was like thumbs down I already stand Sophia Bush by then but this was oh. too. this was yeah I, like I, there's like nothing he can do in his personal life to make me write him off like I mean <laughs> no I'm not gonna say that because R. Kelly exists um <laughs> but I mean like he can be like a normal eight shit person yeah, but yeah if he yeah, did yeah. something like incredibly not shit then I would have to cancel him but I just think no he's, he's just, not canceled I, this oh, is just like good. my my fascination era with him yeah no I what you mean I'm just like I'm so enamored that he can be the biggest cheater and I'm still just like I mean I think that's his gift he's such a charming young man yeah he was like in peak WB because he had done like I was I'm a Gilmore girl for <laughs> so like he was doing Gilmore Girls, Dawson's yeah. Creek. Like he was just a parent, and I was like, "Who All is that?" Yeah. I was so, and then this was like right before One Tree Hill. So then, I mean, it's One Tree Hill the same year in time. His yeah. finest, like, and again, they set him up so smart. I don't know who the fuck his agents were, like in the early years that were making these decisions yeah. about like what guy he was gonna be. But when you think about again the fact that he was like this hot, nice guy in Freaky Friday, yes, loved her per- for her personality. And then you think about a Cinderella story and it's the same thing. He falls in okay. love with someone anonymously based on the words that they're exchanging. So yeah. again, he's that <laughs> They made guy. him very deep. They made him you so know, deep falling for, for personality. Um, you know what I mean? And then like in recent years, I still get excited to see him on my screen. They actually had him on this Fox show called Star that is like I, a I date recall like, that. Yeah, wasn't oh, it like a Dream Girls kind of situation? Remind me of Star. It was okay. So it's like there's three girls. It's just like Lee Daniel show. It's like Empire, but good. And all right. <laughs> I mean, no. I can't speak on Empire, so that's fine with me. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. No, I like Star was three girls that are like managed by Queen Latifah. And yeah. oh, what's my fine guy from Miss Congeniality that was also an officer that was, she was saying, oh, Benjamin Bratt. Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Um, it just has like hella star power and they're just trying to climb in the industry without like breaking up as a group. Nice. Um, and so basically Chad Michael Murray comes on there as Brandy's boyfriend, but he's like this put together thug. Like <laughs> at any moment you're like, oh, he gets pissed off. He might just like choke her to death, but he's like so <laughs> fine. And it's like, you never thought you needed to see Chad, Michael Murray, and Brandy as a couple yes. until you see it. And then it's like, oh. You can't unsee it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so I'm just like, in any capacity, whether he's playing a nice guy or a heartthrob, it's like, he's still just that guy. Yeah, no, he has like that sweetness, that charm, I think. And I think they tried to make him more of like the bad boy yeah. At first, like, because in, in all those WB shows, he was yes. like a bad boy. And in One Tree Hill, he was supposed to be the other brother, which was the more, like, villainous brother at the beginning. So I feel like okay. they do that. Apparently, I didn't see it. He appears in Riverdale as a cult leader. And I'm like, you and I would join that cult. Absolutely. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're just like, he's perfect. I, I, just, 
I told this story before, but um, like he was definitely in my hall of fame of crushes at, to the point where like I went on this student trip one summer and it was probably like the summer of a Cinderella story. And my mom who knows nothing about like American pop culture at this point, let me not play her like that, but like, she doesn't know like a lot of names. Yeah. She doesn't care. She's the antithesis of me. She printed out from Google images on our like HP laser inkjet printer, a picture of Chad Michael Murray yeah. and put it inside the card that like the parents write the kids just in case they're homesick. So she like got me like a wallet sized <laughs> laser ink printed. Do you, st- do you still have it? Oh Yeah. And I have the card too. I have one of those like memory boxes. So I have like yeah. the card she wrote me. And yeah, then no, no, no. That cut out of him, you must keep in your wallet at all times. <laughs> it would just fade over time. I'd be like, yeah, this is my husband, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he would also, the Jake character, like introduced me, like men could be attractive with long hair. Which, actually, yeah. well, you know who the first was, was John Cena and Selena, the guy who okay. played uh, Selena's yeah. husband, Chris. That was the first yeah. time I was like, I actually don't like how this looks, but I'm still kind of into it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. um, Jake as a character, I was like, he was the first prototype for the himbo. Like you said, you gave it a nice energy of like, he cares about her personality and blah, blah. But like the way he so easily switched between mom and daughter constantly. Yo, as a kid, I was like, this is so fucking unrealistic. Like there's no way that you would think in your right fucking mind that we had a thing going, you said, ah, uh, you're not who I thought you were. I'm not feeling you. You actively start pursuing my mother in front of my fucking face. You come <laughs> to her wedding and we, I rock out and we start slow dancing like nothing happened. Like, I know what happened here. I know that me and my mom switched bodies, right? But you don't know that. <laughs> like, you don't know that. There's But no she didn't way. care because she was thinking he's attracted to her. Like, she's not thinking about being in her mom's Yeah, body. but he should be embarrassed. <laughs> He should be, and he's not at all. And then it's just like how easily it switches because it's like he's kind of into her when he meets her after detention, and then he's into the mom the moment the mom says he has a nice motorcycle. And right. then of course the coffee shop where they're just talking about bands, and they're just like listing off bands, which is like the most high school way yeah. of falling in love. Because like then he sees uh, Lindsay, but as the mom. Uh, fake guitar playing and it's like enamored by her clearly bad yeah that wasn't now that you're mentioning it and it's just like and I'm not trying to ruin it because people ruin all of my favorite things on this show I'll bring people on and they just like kill my fantasies but like I still think he's very sweet and I liked like we said the like there was more depth to him and he cared about the personality but just also like how easily it was just very teenager it was realistic oh yeah like how easily swayed he was and even now, as you're talking about it, I'm like, you know what? There's something in my spirit that, like, is annoyed by the fact that Anna had to work hard. Like, she had a crush on Jake. She wore this shirt today, hoping he'd notice it. She and knew who he was long before he knew who she was. Else, so she flipped her shirt inside out for this man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she had to bump into him and, like, charm him and shit, right? And then yes. they happened to spark something. Her mom just says, oh, hi. And he's like, oh, she's the one. You know? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's still her, not her mom, but it's just like but it on the outside. Me and a different body could have it just could have been this easy. Like exactly. Like you just have to be a little more confident, and it would have just. And I feel like that's the true story of men and women is like actually, if women just say what they want, like most men would just fall in line. Yeah, and be a cougar, you know. Oh, just be an older, be an older, more confident version of yourself, and boom. I know. Just like Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, <laughs> we just need men <laughs> younger than us. You have to wait, yeah. like. 
a lot more years than I do. Mm -hmm. So again, just some, a few highlights of people that appear that are like familiar to us. Like we said, Christina Vidal, who played her friend Maddie, who Mm -hmm. um, is Taina to us. Taina had an impact on me, so. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was like, I wanted more for her. I thought this was going to. Yeah, Nickelodeon owed her more seasons. I'm going to have to talk to somebody. I mean, it's not, it's, it's. Can you, could you start a reboot? Yeah. You can hire me as cultural consultant. For sure. For sure. I mean, that was already in the plan. I'll just throw some Spanglish words at you. Just for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just put Bad Bunny in every episode and then it will be good. That's like today's, today's Puerto Rican era. No, seriously. And then um, Stacey Hinkhouse was also like Chad Murray in both Freaky Friday and A Cinderella Story as the villain both times. Yes. Iconic villain. She's also a secret Latina and Julie Gonzalo. She's Argentinian, which is why you're like, oh, it's like Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. It's a lot of the neo-Nazis fled um, to Argentina <laughs> after World War II. So <laughs> whenever I see someone and they're like, we're Latino, I'm like, mm. and then I'm like, they say Argentina, I'm like, all right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no hate to Argentina. We support all Latinx. Yeah, Latinx. no it's shit. Just, That's a little historical lesson. Yeah, it's just history. It's just history. And then, of just course, history, um, Willie Garson as Evan, the patient um, who was Stanford. Yeah. In, <laughs> you um, lied to me. You're a liar. <laughs> oh, no. My favorite was when he said, this morning was good. And then I woke up. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very us. <laughs> Then I woke up. <laughs> I was like, he he was giving so many relatable lines. Yeah, I felt so bad for him. Like you're saying, when um when um Jamie Lee Curtis as Anna was like, no, I'm just gonna ignore the phone. And he's like, oh, okay, so you're a liar. Like <laughs> you said you were gonna answer the phone out. for me when you went on vacation. Stretch out like attendant. <laughs> and, like, and like I said, justice for Harry and Grandpa, because all the earthquake jokes like throughout, like when the kid shook the table to get his attention and he's like running. And it never got old. Yes. No, it didn't. It was the milk. Hilarious. Even at the end when they're arguing and he calls him an old fart, I like snort laughed last night, which is a true laugh. Like if you think that something's actually funny. And the way that the movie ends with them two getting the fortune cookies. Yeah. And then, you know, they get the lady tackles them and like takes them like, fuck, no, we're not doing this oh, again. Yeah. I was like, hey, hey, we don't have to tackle. You could have just gotten there a little more slowly. Also, I mean, the rewrite no. of the Asian characters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's my note. Like, if this were to ever be potentially remade, right? Well, remade a fourth time because there's actually, I didn't watch there's it. There's a third? There's, I think it was a Disney Channel original movie version. Oh, you're correct. You're 100. I didn't but see it. I didn't, I didn't watch it because um, okay. I was like, there's no way we're following up to this. Yeah. It was 20. Worlds don't lead to here. Yeah. But it's always been Disney because I think it like the original one, because this is a remake too. Like there was yeah. in the 70s. I've never seen the original and I've never I, seen it in 2018. My mom and I were really into this version of Freaky Friday when it came out. And my mom was like, well, there's an older one with Jodie Foster, blah, blah. So she uh, went and she found it and got it. So I have it on DVD. Um, and I was like, fruck, like, I was gonna say freaking them fucking and combined it. I was fucking. Okay. You're fucking. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. Honestly, like it has the longest opening sequence like of all time, but it's this like cute little song. Like, I like to be you for a day. It was so cute. Aww. It was. 
but it's very of that era and that's why I like yeah. it like Jodie Foster's like playing like field hockey and the mom is a wife that's like very overlooked and just expected to like plan the dinner parties with like no real appreciation for how hard like her role is from yeah. her daughter and things like that but they they tweaked it so well to match the era and I think that's what worked so well for it like I feel like in these times people overthink what makes a movie good like there would be this need or urge to throw in like ethnic characters but kind of do the same thing yes whereas like what makes the first movie and the second movie more distinct is not you know trying to think too hard about makes it what different it's like life is different now so if we're remaking this movie for now the wife's problem is not going to be so much that she's like this bored, tired housewife. It's going to be that she's like overworked and has yeah. no time for herself. Like, it, it was and the daughter being a time. be playing field hockey, she'll probably be in a band, you know? Exactly. So, Doing something that's unexpected. Yeah. I, I'd probably go back and watch that because it's like you'd like it. Trap. Like, I love the original Parent Trap also. Yeah. And my cousin. Oh, has- you would for sure like the original. Yeah. Film. And it has the long opening sequence as well yep. um in the parent trap where it's like a whole like puppet dance and it's like the parent trap yeah I yes. stuff like that where it's like its own little vignette or like its own little short Absolutely. ahead of the actual movie and there's little cartoons where the opening titles are yeah, yeah. oh and yeah I mean, these ones are like marionette here but like if you don't <laughs> you don't mind it it's like terrible effects and there's something just warming about it <laughs> I love I love in movies today when they try to like in the opening credits tell you that these characters have known each other for a long time so they want to do like the photo montages you know and they look for oh yes, old yes. but the thing is is like have you ever seen book club I hope oh. you have because you would laugh at it oh, I have it's an old white lady movie it's like it's and they're gonna have a sequel it's like Diane Keaton Jane Fonda Mary Steenberg Jen and this is like and first Wives club it gives a little first wives club but what it is is like they all are like obviously this was only four years ago so it's like they're their age but they're all reading 50 shades of gray and they're all in different relationship situations and so like they're trying to apply the book to like their love lives at the time i know what you're talking about yes and then and so it's just insane but like they try to show like the friendship has been forever and they do this in the first wives club also where they like very poorly photoshopped picture like real yeah. pictures of these actresses but together that weren't yes. together and so you see just like the color fading like you can just see the lines in the pictures and it's like we didn't yeah. really try we we're just trying to give you quote an effect yeah you yeah. just so embarrassing Which, it makes it better with freaky friday because it's like okay we're just gonna put some random child on jamie lee curtis's back for these opening credits i feel like it has to be like probably jamie's actual children yeah because like, it looks like her pictures. own pictures but there yeah. were no pictures of Lindsay. There were no childhood pictures of Lindsay. No, they didn't play that game. And I think it's because <laughs> even though, like you said, we were the kids that were like, like to us, Lindsay Lohan's like what Olivia Rodrigo is now to the kids. Yeah. Like, to us, Lindsay was the star. But like to, again, the parents watching or like maybe quote Hollywood people watching, like Jamie was probably the ticket. Yeah. And but so that's another thing that makes Jamie it so good. Focused. Yeah. You know, like I think they didn't sleep on that they didn't say this is a kids movie so like fuck the adults like no it's for everybody yeah it it was a real family movie and I think those are always like good history lessons for kids to put icons in the movie that they may not know because for me since I was a literal like child when this came out yeah that was kind of my first time seeing Jamie Lee Curtis but then you watch more movies with your mom or grandma 
Like, yeah. you know, the actual. And then you find out, oh, wait, she had a whole career before I was even born. Yeah. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? And you see her when she's younger and things like that. So, I mean, you recognize people like, and you know, we're the next generation, like the kids that are watching the movies are the next generations of consumers. Yeah. So like now that was my first time seeing Jamie Lee Curtis. And now I'm an adult that goes to see Knobs out because she's in it. Exactly. So like, Exactly. I think that is like super important. Now we're like, you have to understand Chad Michael Murray's history when you're watching yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever movie <laughs> that he's playing the hot dad in, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be our, mm -hmm. our Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. We'll be like, watch Chad. He's really important to this. Yeah. Um, And I think, like you said, what was great about this movie is that even though it was of the time, it's the universal themes. Like that's the way that movies carry mm -hmm. is that there's universal themes. Like we said about your family, about like relationships between mothers and daughters. Like it's just something that won't ever age out of time. Yeah. Oh my God. The wildest thing. Can I tell you? I think about yeah. this scene so much as an adult because that's a kid <laughs> I thought it was so fucking ridiculous. Like there's a scene where they've switched the bodies already. Yeah. Um, and so Anna is in the car with Tess and she they get mcdonald's like, oh, he, like Anna yeah, takes the mcdonald's from Tess, and she's like you can't eat that and she's like oh wait but i'm in a teenage body so i can eat this and she literally bites half of one french fry and takes like the deepest side and is like i haven't had french fries in years i can hear the hallelujah chorus and in my head as a kid i'm just like wait a minute what like how would one french fry possibly have an effect on like your body so like when you get older you can't eat french fries like it felt like the most you were very worried about your future yeah as a kid i was just like what the fuck like she's an adult now so she can't eat french fries yeah because it's <laughs> like, i thought it was crazy but now that i'm older like when i eat like an order not one but like an order of fries and the next day i feel it i always think about oh shit you were like what? they were right they were so right I know. I, I feel like, every day when I was a kid. Yeah, and I feel like they wouldn't have that scene today because you know we can't have fun anymore. Um, because yeah. they would just be like, "It's toxic diet culture." Oh but my god, it, they would not it, have that scene, and they would also not let the cause of the switch be that a, an a, an Asian lady cursed them. Like, well, they, no they might have let it. They probably sort of like they just wouldn't say some Asian voodoo. <laughs> like, I don't know. Some when they Asian were talking voodoo. about it, I was like. Oh, no. and there would have been better names than Pepe. There would have been better names than Pepe's. All I'm gonna say. Oh my god! And they wouldn't <laughs> let her cater the wedding. We just we would have gone about things differently in this time yeah. for sure. But they wouldn't <laughs> want the the white ignorance was real. So that part was <laughs> that part would stay. Yeah, we gotta keep things accurate. It was historically accurate for 2003. Um, music was a huge part of this movie. Like yeah. I I definitely on the album. I assume you probably did as well. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. and every scene when they would play one of the songs, I was like, oh, I remember that. Like, I, I don't think I was ever like an emo girl in my head, mm -hmm. but I was definitely like a more of the pop punk girl. So these songs mm -hmm. like with the up tempo were very like, I was just like, yeah, if only I cared to learn an instrument, maybe this would be. Oh, more. yeah. It was interesting. I was never like into the pop punk thing, but this movie like, like I never wanted to do it, but I appreciated that the, the way that this movie did it, like the style, for instance was like so like you know t-shirts over top of a long sleeve shirt and like yes. you know that in belt sporadic high heavy eyeliner yeah Diana had the the colored hair streaks and then Lindsay had the chunky highlights like they were yeah their so and then their third like, friend had her little Wednesday Adams bob the Wednesday Adams bob like the chokers it just like it worked so well even if I was like that doesn't work on me and so the music yes. 
like I was always into the music of that era, but I never got too deep into like the punk of it all. Like we all appreciated our Avril's, but I wasn't out here like that. <laughs> but in you this movie, enough. it was just like, I think it drew such a diverse audience that we it made us all like the same songs. Like what I yeah. like about you. Yeah. Like, and the Dixie Chicks like remix with like Lindsay Lohan <laughs> in the video. Like we were all obsessed. Yeah. So, yeah, it was something. I'm dying at your remix. No, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it was, it was like very, um, what's the other one? Simple Plan was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and they were very whiny, but it worked. And I think it's something about like world building. And I don't know if that speaks to like our world now, or like maybe if we look back at other movies that like are taking place currently, it'll be more resonant. But like, sometimes it doesn't feel like we have those identities anymore. We're clear of the era, except I did watch Pitch Perfect on cable recently. And I went, wow, those outfits. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I didn't think that would ever think that, but I did go, wow, those outfits. Yeah. Target was screaming. It was screaming. Are you into the fashions of Freaky Friday? Like, would you sport an Anna original? Um, I was never, so like, yeah, mm, lots of thoughts. Um, I don't think I ever was like, I don't want to say brave enough to, but I don't think I was interested. Like my Y2K girl was more of the Stacey Hink house. Like I'm like, yeah, for sure. All woods. I was all pink all day. Um, yeah. Like, did you ever watch the OC with your sisters yeah. or later in life? But like, we never got like, too crazy into it. The, the camis with like the little cropped shawls, yeah. um, you know, crocheted with like yeah. the midi length floral skirt kind of thing or like a corduroy blazer with a flower on the lapel like it was very more very what's her name naomi on 90210 oh my gosh yes naomi naomi supremacy at all times yeah naomi and silver i think college i tried to go a little more like i'm gonna wear more like neutrals because i was like Mm -hmm. the 500 days of summer is Deschanel era yeah so then it was more of the neutrals exactly i'm on Um, that spectrum like that end of the spectrum when it comes to what like that that era of fashion too so it's like when i watch freaky friday it takes you to a place and you appreciate it but it's like that was a pocket yeah the finale scene i would have been into the like lavender dress. yes the lavender that dress is, is my much more look for them yes that was the best and jamie's fashion was also chic throughout again things i didn't yeah. appreciate as a kid like her rehearsal dinner dress was better than Lindsay's, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. with like the little tie back at the end and stuff yeah and I loved, her, I loved her little blazer skirt situation at the wedding too. Mm-hmm. It was very chic. But yeah, no, I think Lindsay finale scene is the most me. The like the band tees. I mean, we would wear like those. You remember like the Aeropostale, like the graphic tees where it was like a fake business. And it was just yes. Sunny's lemonade stand, like open, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach kind of thing. But no, the the rocker thing was like probably two left. And I want to say like my mom wouldn't let me do that, but also I don't, I never had that interest. Like, yeah, I was like Gwen Stefani. I didn't want to be Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more the girls who like wanted to be alternative. I was very in the preppy lane, like very happily. So Mm -hmm. preppy or like kind of beach girl lane more so. And then um, also iconic musical moment, Chad Michael Murray doing uh, Baby One More Time acapella. God. And then when you're grown and you realize he was sober doing that, like, yeah. you know, we would think in college, like, oh, that's like what a guy does. Like he, he was drunk on drink. love. He was drunk on love. Yeah. This was pre Beyonce drunk in love. <laughs> he was the inspiration for that song. 
again, Chad is actually the inspiration for most of our culture today. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but also on that soundtrack, do you remember when they had the shoving noise in the end of the song too? You know, when Lindsay goes to shove him. Into Hit me, baby, one more. Oh. And he goes, oh, because <laughs> it's like <laughs> the shove. It's like a, yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like we said, the finale scene is perfect. Oh, which which pink slip song do you like better? Take me away or ultimate? ultimate <laughs> okay i think in retrospect i'm more of a take me away girl are you ultimate uh, the scene ultimate better but just me. as a song yeah take me away might be the better song ultimate would be the single though ultimate would be the one oh, absolutely because it's so high it's so happy yeah that's the one that you like that's take me away song. i love and like it's just better it's better construction but ultimate to this day i just catch myself singing oh yeah like I, I just kept I think I've heard your sister sing it. <laughs> like I have oh, some kind of like buried memory of her. It's automatic. I'm sure of it. No oh, lie. lie. <laughs> like it's like, just come so on, good. what? That is, that's <laughs> and then see, that's what happened to me last night is I found myself just like like belting take me away. Belting oh, is a strong well, word. But like time. like it Tell just like sat it. with me more. Yeah. yeah. In sing retrospect. it one time for me. No, that's okay. <laughs> Wait, round and round. Oh, here we, we go, go again. again. And then saying, And it's like, bum, 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 The bum, best part bum, of that song bum, is, bum, bum, bum. yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's musically is why I like it more. But, but you know what? Take Me Away could have been in like uh, School of Rock. <laughs> Ultimate could have the been crossover. on like the top 100. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Take Me Away is the indie single <laughs> and yeah. it is the pop star single for sure. Yeah. And I think it was like a pro, you know, like we would see it in the commercials on the Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. um, and it also got me thinking that I need, to, after watching Ultimate, I was like, I need to do it just in the Pussycats episode. Yeah. Because just the music in that one is also killer. And absolutely. it's also like the exact same sound. Yeah. Um, I so want to love that movie with no resentment, but wow, the way my oldest sister shoved that one down our throats every day of the summer. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, one of you likes this, so it's Courtney. There was a summer of Josie, and the next summer was the summer of Charlie's Angels. And uh, I think the next so summer was the summer of Glitter. Know. Oh, no, I can't help you with that. Yeah, I can defend I can defend Josie. I can defend Charlie's. I can't defend Glitter. Yeah, there, there's no defense for it. Like, leave that's that the lawyer the that says you're on the own. Huh? I said, leave it for the lambs. I can't do Glitter. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I tried, but she wasn't for me. She, she is a trick. Glitter. <laughs> glitter, glitter led into, Billion I think, less. Did you ever huh. see Burlesque with Christina? I Aguilera? did not see Burlesque. As a child, I had this thing about if a movie came out that was too similar to a movie that I already liked. Yeah, so you didn't want to like Chicago it. was everything. So I was just like, what is this? Chicago is so, so good. Is so, And that one, you get surprised with who's a fan of Chicago. Yeah. You're just, that one, that reaches everybody. Because everybody, there's not enough movies about women killing men and getting the fuck away with it and improving their life <laughs> like it's not like roxy just went on trial and got away with it she became a fucking star and she also just 
I mean, again, Roxy was like this sheltered little orphan. And then this man pissed her off for five seconds and she found a gun and just shot him point blank center, like, and got him on the first shot. Fuck it. (laughs) And Velma Kelly, I can't even get into. My hero. I always wanted to be a Velma. Not a Roxy. No, Roxy was a wannabe Velma. Yeah, but Roxy also knew like how to play Velma's game almost better mm-hmm. than Velma because she did mm-hmm. get away with much more. Yeah, but she I was hate, not talented. But like you said, it's so good about the women that I hate all the Richard Gere scenes. Like I don't yes. care about Mr. Razzle Dazzle, Mr. Sullivan, mm-hmm. all those. Mm-hmm. Again, star power, but not for me. Love it. Um, and then we went through style. Again, the lavender dress is my favorite. I thought that's when I was like, she, Lindsay is, because we're about to get into Lindsay. Lindsay was pinnacle cool was like I love how she was so nervous but maybe she had built up the confidence in Jamie's body like interacting with him because then she was so cool when like Mm -hmm. he was like that kiss and she's like remind me how we did that and then Mm -hmm. like she owes I was like oh my gosh and so like you know 13 year old me was taking a lot of notes I was Mm -hmm. going to eighth grade that summer so I was taking notes of like how to be you know Miss Seductress which is another problem so we don't need to get into (laughs) between the telenovelas I'd have to watch with my mom and that like I just I knew about things I didn't need to know yeah at that age but Lindsay I mean so like we said this is her peak year um just Mm -hmm. to give you like a retrospective of the order before Freaky Friday she had done Parent Trap Life Size with Queen Tyra (laughs) and Get a Clue which was also there's nothing you can do yeah Shine Bright (laughs) Shine Far You're a Star like everything and then get a clue which have you seen that one with brenda song mm-hmm. and then she had her little tinted glasses in that one and then confessions of a teenage drama queen was post this I mean that girl, girl was a wild child teenage drama, drama queen yeah herbie which i never watched herbie but i just knew the song I saw herbie listen she was an it girl if she was in it i was gonna go see it i did not love herbie i don't think it really gave her the space to wow us in the way which she is typically able to do it was just too much about this vehicle that I didn't give a fuck about (laughs) um that was was a like Disney remake situation like they were just Mm -hmm. trying to bank on her doing the same thing 50 times yeah and then just my luck which I don't think that's the only one I haven't seen and post just my luck I think that's when she starts one she's trying to do the more serious movies but I think that's also when she starts getting in a bit of problems with like letting the partying and all that stuff kind of her life becomes the interesting story but i mean that was like peak like the end of 2003 started 2004 like Lindsay could do no wrong Mm -hmm. um so any of her other movies like what are your top other Lindsay movies and it doesn't have to be the ones i listed if there's like something in the ether from late era Lindsay. i can't think of any later Lindsay. It's they're kind of like rogue. Um, and I don't really watch anything that she's like later in. What's funny is that later Lindsay also just like I think is trying to get back in the graces of like Hollywood. So she did a lot of like more reality shows because she did the show with yeah. Oprah. Did you ever watch Lindsay? That's all it was called. With, I didn't watch it. It was like an know. eight episode. She relapsed like in that the was like that era movie. of everybody getting a show like in the in the fashion of a little bit of Lexus. It was just like Yes. <laughs> Just giving them out. Who, who wants a reality show? It was wild because like she relapsed in the middle and then she had to do this interview with Oprah later where like Oprah was like so confessed that you were on cocaine. <laughs> like it was just 
It was which was like never conducive. It never helped anybody. No, not at all. And then like not once. Right before the pandemic, she did this show on MTV, which is like one of my favorite trash like dives to still go into is like whatever MTV wants to put out. She Mm -hmm. did a show called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. Like, do you remember that viral video of her dancing in Mykonos? Yes. That was like at at the end of filming that. But she was supposed to be, it was like supposed to be Vanderpump Rules, if you're familiar with like the general scape of that show, where it's like the boss of the restaurant. So she Mm -hmm. was like the boss. And then these people were like auditioning to become full-time and her beach club. (laughs) It was like Jocelyn's Cabaret, but not. (laughs) More or less. And it was wild because one girl that they picked she had been on like the MTV challenge a million times. So she knew the MTV game and she just kept breaking the fourth wall and like pissing off Lindsay. I am so, <laughs> so I'll find oh. the clips later. It was so oh, good. I'm going to watch that tonight. Chaos agent. Um, Actually not tonight, tomorrow night. Yeah. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the future. Don't rush. It's, it's great. It was a perfect, like, it was right before the pandemic too. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so dumb, but so. It's weird because like, I mean, I'm always, I always sympathize with child actors who, even though people eat it up when they finally reach like their breaking point, you know what I mean? And I mean, we joke about it and also talk serious about it, but the the fact of the matter is like humans love an interesting story. So even if they're talking about it from a sympathetic standpoint, they're happy to be talking about it. Like that's like lots of shit. But what I think I always try to figure out about that era, right, is, like, when I look at now, everything's super oversaturated. Like, everybody's, like, when is, like, movies or TV gonna crash? So they overwork the fuck out of everyone, it seems. Yeah. And when I look at Lindsay Lohan, like, yes, but also, like, she wasn't really, like, on TV. Like, she was, like, kind of more in movies. She was was primarily a movie actress. Yeah. And it felt like they did like a good job of not oversaturating her, which helped her to become and stay an it girl for so long. Yeah. It's like you have life size. Then you have like you have parent trap. Then you have life size. Then you have like. Mm -hmm. um, Get a clue. You know what I mean? Like it was. So you always. It built her up over time. Achievably. Yeah. Yeah. And so it always feels like, you know, you hear a lot about the parents. Like maybe that was a big part of what like made her go nuts. But it feels like. I'm glad it's not like, like, for instance, I look at like fucking Reese Witherspoon and I'm like, girl, (laughs) why are anyone working this much? Like as a child into teenagehood, into adulthood. I feel like um, people, there's some people who are like addicted to working too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or who knows if they try it, like they provide for like half their family that's always coming out of the woodwork too. Yeah. And so I remember her her parents did like one of those couples therapy shows and I don't think I finished it because they were such a mess, but it felt like more of that. Like she was. I think they pressured her a ton. Yeah. Yeah. They were like. So that's unfortunate. Like I'm glad that she was able to give us such a good run, but it does like make me upset that a lot of her legacy gets tainted with people making jokes about her current state you know yeah oh yeah I mean I think people learned from Britney not to do that yeah too because like she was under such shit and it's like people just take in what they want or they just like enjoy like you said more of the like enjoying the downfall of people sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's like a Mm -hmm. lot of them don't deserve it either Mm -hmm. like it's not like she was doing like Lindsay Lohan was doing I don't think anything blatantly disrespectful Mm -hmm. like all this stuff she was just like she was being young she was partying whatever but she wasn't like I don't think causing harm to people and also like no. the way that people invaded their space because like um you know I was like sending you clips I was like looking up this other clip um that's like one of the most famous memes but like also just thinking about being 
18 years old and all these people like harassing you all the time with cameras, you know, like, and it's every, it's every one of those kids, like a Lindsay Lohan, a Miley Cyrus, a Selena Gomez, like it just Amanda Bynes from it. Oh, Amanda Bynes. Like, did you hear all this? I mean, I'm not trying to get you to speak on your company, but like, did you hear about the iCarly girl and like her? Yeah. Yeah. And like all the things she said, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Amanda Bynes had some of this kind of thing too, because it was like the same people working on that show um it makes you wonder how many kids suffer the money. in silence yeah yeah oh yeah and like, the money and that's why they don't talk about it and they exactly yeah. yeah I think about that like when she said I didn't accept that money I was like there's a couple people that are in the you know, that probably the did take that it. hush money often is phrased it doesn't it's not phrased like this is hush money so you find out after you took the money that yeah oh wait saying you did this yeah yeah so I mean, I'm glad that she didn't. <laughs> so that we can hear and, some stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And hers was also her family too. Like her, she didn't have a good support system versus like, I think some of the ones that we see that go unscathed, I think have yeah. they good have family that. around them that were actually yeah. making sure their kids were okay. 100%. Cause that's kind of feel like with the Hillary Duff thing too, is like mm-hmm. I think her mom was always around. And so like, yeah. she was supportive in that way. So you hear the same with Zendaya too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Protect our other good ones. Yeah. Um now to make fun of her, as we just said we weren't. Oh my god, yeah. Um like again, my favorite like pop culture callback moments with her. One of them is always like, I just sent you the 2004 MTV movie award. That is Martin marched for that though. Like honestly, (laughs) Lindsay doing an entire dance break at the 2004 VMAs, right? Like she was it's both like, host and dancer. You know, but it was good though. Like I didn't hate it. It, like, it wasn't was bad. Crazy. And I think in that moment it was actually considered quite good, especially for her being a white girl. And um yeah. the term at the time was crumping. You know, that yeah. was that was the height of crumping, like Hayden Panettiere in um Bring It On Three or whatever it was. <laughs> the, that no, but that shit was like the most cringe scene of any movie ever. And the dance battle in the opening sequence was also just like, but I do remember being 13, being like, wow, she did that. <laughs> yeah, but no, she, she did a bit like, okay, so there's like the T-Swizzle version of doing things that it's just like, uh, who did you cast to be your dancers? Like, yeah. this is awkward and we're more so like all clapping for you because this is awkward and we know that you know it's we awkward. Wanted to end. <laughs> Whereas Lindsay, I think she genuinely was like, no, I can fucking do this. Yeah. And I'm gonna get actual fucking dancers. Like she's just yeah. in a crew of like all niggas <laughs> in the center just popping her and shit. And just her like, glowing in the middle. In the Matrix. Like she was like, oh Sierra thought she was the only one. <laughs> like she said, I will show you my goodies. I just I appreciate that her level of commitment to everything is yeah. what makes her an it girl. <laughs> yes. Like she she owned every moment. She gave yeah. she embraced it. Like that was the thing. She was good at embodying things that weren't her. <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> like she was able to play Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was also able to play Sierra. In yes! time, you know, like she was able to do it all. Ruby, she was dead serious. Like she was dead serious. She and was you like, know I've what? Always I've always wanted, wanted to be in a dance battle. Hmm? She was like, I've always wanted to be in a dance battle, and now I am. <laughs> In front of the whole world. I know no one can see us, but the part where they break into the dance battle and she starts swimming like this. Yes! Yes! I was like, with her hands coming up and she was just doing like the crazy and love twerk. I was like, all right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she meant every bit of it. She, I mean, that's called pressure. Like her family put that pressure on her and she delivered. Um, And also like with the paparazzi, there's like, so like, it's always infamous about how like she was friends with Paris Hilton and then not. And so there's like the clip where she called Paris Hilton a cunt. And then 30 seconds later, they're like, why did you call her a cunt? And she goes, I never said that. Paris is my friend. Like rewatching it. It was in 30 seconds. Like they were literally like, Are you with Paris? She calls Paris the C word, gets in the car, and they're like, Why did you say that? And she goes, I never said that. She's my friend. And she like looks at them. It's similar to the Rihanna gif where like Rihanna clicks the window and it starts rolling up while she side eyes. Like that's the same Mm -hmm. that Lindsay gave. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that being the height of drama was like her and Paris's battle. And then of course we have to get into the Hillary Lindsay. Love yeah. Aaron Carter. He's been like a lot of assault stuff with like whoever his partners are, and he has neck tattoos, and he's just like so much. Oh god! And I'm glad he was never on my celebrity crush list because he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was he like, wasn't. I was like, couldn't be for me. He was. He was the precursor to Justin Bieber in some ways, except that. Just in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I didn't realize how deep. Like you know, you always heard about like the feud and stuff, but this is how petty Hillary and Lindsay were. Let me tell you, I respect this they would start showing up to each other's um, premieres to insult because mm. they were both Disney girls. So like mm. whenever this yo-yo was happening, Hillary came to the Freaky Friday premiere intentionally to piss off yeah. Lindsay. And then Lindsay came to the Cheaper by the Dozen premiere. And then counter move, Hillary banned Lindsay from coming to the Cinderella story premiere. <laughs> that one makes sense. Yeah. And apparently Lindsay also tried to talk shit about Hillary to Chad Michael Murray when they were filming the Cinderella story to like keep him on her side too. Oh my goodness. Just so much good stuff. Yeah. Any any other, oh, and the music. How am I going to forget about Lindsay, the musician, (laughs) the artist? One. What's your favorite Lindsay song? We're sticking with Ultimate. Okay. Okay. I feel like Rumors is what everybody knows. Um, Yeah over which was like the ballad one okay. um there's late Lindsay that i have to send you i also sent oh jesus you. christ there's, there's one song called bossy and she's like just a little bossy i want it when i want it it's like it's like a you perfect it's a girl boss gatekeep kind of yeah. jam and then she had one that she also released right before the pandemic i think probably like cross promo with that show was it's called back to me and she's just talking about how she's coming back to her it's so good i don't know that one it's going to be stuck in your head once I send it to you. No. No, it's a, it's a good catchy. And it's also yeah. like, it's a self-love promotion kind of thing, but we can never forget her. And then she had like the mm. one, like I'm exposing my like family album, but I was never into that because too heavy for my teenage years. Yeah. Write the book girl. I, I had a healthy relationship with my parents. So I didn't, I, I didn't resonate with me. Um, mm. And then we'll take one more break and we'll do the quick fires. All right. So you have, an unexpected triple quick fire because this movie, while it's on the Y2, I call it the Y2 Queens with a K um, series. It's also secretly a wedding movie, which I never thought about until yesterday when I watched it. And then, of course, you're a first time guest. So you have to go through the pleasure points. So, okay. firstly, we have the Y2 quick fire. Aside, <laughs> aside from this movie, do you have another favorite, oh, favorite Wowzers, favorite <laughs> early aughts movie? Favorite or early? I'm sorry. Um, like early 2000s movie. Hmm. Like another one of those comfort ones that you just rewatch endlessly. <laughs> or you oh, used man. to. 
For sure. I mean, honestly, this one, and I had cheap about the dozen on VHS. That's commitment. Yeah. So your part was this good all along. Yeah. <laughs> I, really I was. Good. All of them. Sleepover, I loved. Sleepover was very good. Another yeah. guy that we've never seen again. Like he was yeah. in Sleepover, and then we've never seen that guy again. Yeah. That's definitely when I was die. Was that why she That one. Yeah. That one is so good. I watched John Tucker Must Die a lot. And like, that's your perfect age too, because you're like around the same age that I was yeah. in this movie, where it's like you're just absorbing it all the time. Absolutely. That's such an underrated one. Good choices. Yeah. Thank um, you. what was one of your favorite Y2K trends? My favorite Y2K trend. Um, I just think generally how you have to be a hot person because the style is tacky. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's very much despite the it's like I feel like Y2K as a genre was I'm doing something that only I can pull off all the time. <laughs> like there's little things very that are unique together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like little things that are like we're all gonna do it. But overall, it was I can wear this outfit because I'm me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have I have an outfit in mind that I'm sure there's pictures of somewhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was exactly was like acceptable. I was describing to you. Yeah, it feels like now if you can't pull off a certain look, like you should probably just like wear a white tee, and people will be like, "That's better." But I feel like in that era, it was just like the audacity of it all that people respected. Well, like you said, you had to be very. You were talking about earlier with the fashions. Like, would you wear this? Like we each had to be in a very specific avenue. There was yeah. no like, I'm every person. Like you either had to be girl next door. You had to be yeah. the super skater. You had to be the right. rocker, the preppy girl. Like right. Every, it was very like, pick your spice girl. 100%. And there are different ways to be like, good girl. Like one day you could be like giving Trixie Tang and the next day you could be giving like <laughs> Trixie Flick. Like there are different like yes. pockets of it. Yes. But like- know your pocket girl you had to have a brand you had to be a brand in the y2k era already yeah um rank these queens um and you can pick however if you want to say one to three or three to one hillary Lindsay, amanda hillary Lindsay, amanda Ooh. all right i'm gonna say hillary one okay this is because she managed to maintain her sanity or at least hide any breakdowns. And I also feel I grew up with her just a little bit more only in the sense that I was a big fan of Casper meets Wendy. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just the fact that Hillary was in TV and film. Yeah. Like she was in both avenues. She dated a lot of the it guys like the Frankie Nunez. Didn't yeah. they date? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Asian she was just kind of like, I think, I think the fact that she had her own show that was like scripted really kind of boosted her for me. And the fact that now she's able to appear in things and she's still saying it, it matters. Like it was a cleaner evolution. I yeah. Think. Yeah. She, she ebbed and flowed more naturally mm -hmm. and she tried everything a lot too. Mm -hmm. Like, cause she also had music and I think she went in and out of the music thing. And she too. did, she had a really good music I mean I remember my friends really actually buying tickets to go to her shows oh I bet I probably would have if I could have it was like with the other stars you like hear about the show but it wasn't like you know you, and you see yeah. them, you know that they're like packed out but like with Hillary Duff it was like 
oh no, my friends have tickets to the show and they're going this weekend, you know? Yeah. I feel like she took a break too and then came back stronger, like mm-hmm. in the acting stuff. Cause she was like, I would say, yeah, but she was like an early version of Vanessa Hudgens. I would say they kind of, yeah, they, they fall in a similar, yep. Yeah. And she, like, and she didn't have a show, but yeah. And Vanessa, but okay. And then second, Ooh, this is actually really good. This is a really good one. I would actually put Lindsay second. Okay. For all the reasons that we've discussed. And Amanda Bynes third, but like a strong third. Yeah, like there's no third. there's no failure in this. Like there's, there's no failure at all. And they all served different things. It was Amanda was just like, she was the one that was kind of destined to have the spiral though, because she was so incredibly quirky. Yeah. So one of a kind such a character like as an individual just as a person and what she was bringing to the table I think Amanda's definitely probably number one but as far as like what we've gotten overall as far as it girl quality I don't think you know what I mean Amanda yeah, was more of like like the queen the like we're classifying them yeah yeah I'm surprised and maybe I had to do a spiral she like didn't get to go like the SNL route like a la Keenan because yeah. I think that would have been a very natural place for her too but maybe she was a little mm-hmm. too out there yeah but yeah yeah I feel like she might have done better. I don't know her entire career, like what her entire career was, but um, I think being just so on it and just having such great timing and everything at such a young age, I wonder how much she was allowed to ever write. Like, I think she yeah. would have, if we could have kept her in her right space long enough to see what she was able to write, like for herself and for been more behind the scenes too. Yeah. Yeah. Like in front of the camera sometimes, but like, you can just mm-hmm. tell she had, she was just too good. Yeah. No, she was, she was very talented at a very young age. Yeah. Um, and it was very natural. Um, mm-hmm. Brittany or Christina at that time. At that time. Um, Brittany. Okay. Uh, what is a song that got you in trouble on the school dance floor? ironically or, or theoretically but yeah I know like not theoretically literally <laughs> like I just <laughs> I well Britney. some people are like I wasn't that I'm like okay but like what's oh girl like you're the youngest child in a bottle the way I was like getting my little hips yeah when and I was trying like, to swivel like kid, the kid a kid kid <laughs> and like that song just did something to my spirit that genie in a bottle did <laughs> but yeah like, I, was, I was literally three <laughs> yeah no I, I, you were you were the little sister in mean girls that's like watching milkshake yes! Yes! it's like and, she's doing that to milkshake that was me yeah. and, Bottle, and i want to yeah. say that i was at courtney and tamra's sock hop so i might not have <laughs> even been at their school yet like that's how little i was <laughs> um, i love it i love it yes um, you might have the same answer as Courtney because you said y'all used to share a cell phone. Like I was asking, what's your first cell phone ringtone? But maybe if you had your own cell phone and a ringtone. Uh, my first ringtone. I don't know. I got in trouble a lot. So I didn't get my first phone for a long time. Courtney and Tamara had a phone. That's probably why she says we shared. We didn't share. I just used her phone a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't even think, I think by the time I got a phone. Oh, no. Was it already past yes. that time? I remember what it was. Okay, so you know you could record songs no. and save them as your ringtone. So you would just hold your phone to the speaker <laughs> and like record the song and then say it. Yeah. It was shoddy as a 10 by the dream. <laughs> that was the confidence that was, was always there. <laughs> yeah, and it took me forever. 
And I, I kept trying like, to get Babylon's part. The shawty is the ship, 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 sugar, honey, ice. iced tea. Yeah, yes. that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Um, were you old enough to have instant messenger at any point, or was that before your time? I caught the tail end, so it was only like me and like three of my friends. Did you have like a chaotic screen name, or was it no? Mature? Oh my god, I didn't. My th- my shit for everything was cool nerd ninety four because I was really into for real. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And what was the first reality show you watched where, like, you were into it? Yeah, first reality show I was, like, committed yeah. um, was Bad Girls Club. See, like, season one. Like, <laughs> this just set you on a path. This set you on such a clear path. Bad Girls Club, yeah. <laughs> and this is, like, when they just invite the girls and they literally don't do anything all day. Like, they don't have cell phones. <laughs> like, they're not even allowed to hit each other. Like, if you, like, pluck a girl, you get sent home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know why, but I loved Bad Girls I think Club. sometimes those were the better shows because it's like the mundane stuff that makes you laugh versus yeah. like now where it's like just all the stage, you know, like arguments or like you have yeah. a line to stay on TV and stuff. Exactly. It's exhausting. Everything's really forced and weaved together. Like I think Tanisha was like season three and she's like banging those pots together doing that. I ain't oh, getting no sleep because of y'all. Yelling, yelling but you know, the reason is because I can't hit you. So I'm just yes. going to do the most ridiculous Well, when you said they couldn't hit, I thought of that scene first. Yeah, yeah. They were doing like outrageous things to irritate each other because they can't physically fight. <laughs> and that was interesting that. to me. Yeah. All right. The wedding quick fire. Um, Yay! Do you have any um favorite wedding movies uh my best friend's wedding nice um do you have any favorite or least favorite wedding traditions Ooh, i don't know if this is a tradition but my least favorite aspect of weddings is people complaining about free shit um correct i can't stand it let's have some respect and dignity yo i cannot stand I don't care if like one time there was a wedding I went to and it was outside and it was hot as balls because we were in Virginia and yeah. it started pretty late. Like it was like an hour or so behind, but like people were complaining and I'm just like, it's a wedding though. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you need to get an umbrella or some water or to go sit in your car real quick, like go do that. Yeah. But I can't stand complaining at a wedding. I love everything about weddings, even if they're raggedy as shit. Yes. The, <laughs> the experience. Like, you have yeah. to take in every aspect of it. And the fact that, that people could exclude you, but they're including you. Like, if you choose to believe you're not being invited for the money or the gift, like, it's kind yeah. of nice that someone wants you to be in on that moment. But also the amount of effort that it takes to include anybody else, yeah. you have to think about, too, because it's yeah. like... Um, I have a friend like we did a summer program together like 10 years ago and we've always stayed in touch and like the fact that she included to invite me to that wedding yeah like part of me was like I wonder if she was hoping I'd say no but at the same time like it was also the most fun wedding of my life like I didn't know yeah. she was there. and she like set me up she went to the effort of sitting me with her childhood friends and telling them like she's here by herself she doesn't know anybody um, and they like took me in and then right. by the end of it, like I, you know, and I've never seen these people again, nor do I need to, but like, just the fact that like for that one night, you know, it was yeah. like, inclusive and like so much fun. And your um, common thread of like related to these people you don't know is that you're there celebrating someone else's love when they're yeah. starting a new life and honestly could be using all of this money for that. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And then do you have any favorite parts of weddings aside from just loving them? 
Ooh, favorite part of wedding is always going to be the reception for me. Like, honestly, it's always going to be like in my, I always tell my sisters, I don't even know if I want to like legitimately be married. I'm not against it, but I just don't know. Yeah. But whatever the situation, I do not think I'm going to have like a wedding ceremony. I definitely know that I, I'm going to have a reception though. Like whether I go to a courthouse, like, I don't know. Yeah. But I want, be a party. the dancing the drinking it's like that you look classy and elegant but you're yeah. also cutting up yeah um, yeah it's We're my on. favorite celebration I think is wedding I can't name like a better party yeah <laughs> I I think this is why your sister freaks out at our similarities wedding receptions are the best parties ever yes and I mean the food I think the music is very important people yeah people don't get that the music matters because I've been mm-hmm. at some that have been like a little like oh that could have been better yeah um, the music I is I plug my phone in the reception yeah fucked up sound system idiotic dj or you're not playing like the right mix yeah. of then and now yeah what is a song at weddings that gets you on the dance floor a song at weddings that gets me on the dance floor Ooh, aside from like the black class is like the right foot stump like you know what <laughs> like um there's like shit like that but it's always gonna be too like um they're always gonna play wifey because i mean the best thing about wedding songs too is you don't really have to know how to dance you just know how you have to know how to two-step and clap at the right yes. time yes yeah because there's a lot of old men and fedoras at wedding receptions <laughs> and they just like they just want to two-step that's all they need that's it and it's on <laughs> I so, love that gets me on the dance floor I guess you similarly answered this, but what's, what would you say is like, um, an important advice or like an important rule to be a good plus one at a wedding? So if it's not a wedding, that's like your friend or family and you're the plus one, it's like a good tip. A good tip is be hot and have fun. That's literally it. Um, you are being brought because whether you're a friend or a lover, whatever you're being brought to kind of be shown off. So look hot and people are going to be nicer to you when you look hot. So you'll make a lot of new friends. and be fun because (laughs) the big thing here is like you're getting the trees people so I'm bringing you so that we can just like cut up together and since you're my plus one and you don't know anybody here you can literally act a fool and none of these people will remember you (laughs) so you might as well do again yeah cut up just cut up those are my tips look hot and be fun have fun love it and then these are just this or that seated dinner or heavy hors d'oeuvres seated dinner all right live band or dj Ooh, if i can't do both live man backyard wedding or destination wedding backyard and then pick one old new borrowed or blue old new borrowed or blue mm-hmm. mm. like you know how they give the bride something old something new something yeah old. um old okay and then finally as a first-time guest we're going to go through your pleasure points yeah. what is your favorite self-care ritual Ooh, my favorite self-care ritual I feel oh my gosh I, I'm happy that I have to think about I was like you can say what like, you want to say yeah no I feel <laughs> like before the pandemic I used to just really not do shit and now I'm like oh I do so many little things like this is so exciting like it's yeah. little things for me, honestly. Like, um, 
I would honestly say just the the process of taking the shower, but actually making sure you feel like fully moisturized from head to toe. Yeah, like I use like the a good the gloves. You know what I mean? Like instead of Ooh. using like a loofah or like a, a rag, they're like the textured gloves. Yeah, yeah, like the, almost <laughs> like the dry brush. Yes, those are so nice. Yeah, I love a dry brush too. Just like, shit like that. I just think feeling just hydrated and fully moisturized every single goddamn day of my life. <laughs> Yeah, there's something very healing about taking a shower too and like not embracing the shower. That sounds so stupid, but like actually being present the whole time. Yes, yes. It's the only time I don't play, like I don't have music playing or I don't have like a podcast or like anything going. Like there's no sound when I go in the shower. Like I leave everything out and I just like wash the day off. Yeah, people who take like super quick showers, I get, you know, preserving the environment and helping your water Mm -hmm. bill. But I think like, Oh, it's one of my favorite parts of the day. And I also think it'll help like when I get older, I don't know what my life will be, but I feel like this job <laughs> will still be the one place I can find peace. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, what is either your favorite cocktail or comfort food? Ooh, favorite, my favorite comfort food is so basic. I could eat just um, fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, that's not bad. Like, every day forever. You know what I mean? It's just like so simple, but it's like, it always just makes me feel good. Yeah, it's warm. It's warming. Mm-hmm. What is either your dream travel locale or your favorite place you've been so far? So if you either have something like on the bucket list right now or somewhere you've been, that's your favorite. Yeah, uh, bucket list, I would say South France, like specifically like Nice type. Nice, yeah. Shit. Um, just because, I mean, I don't necessarily hear like the best shit ever about Europe, but um, I think French just seems very inspiring. Paris might be a bit touristy. It might just seem a bit too TikTok-y. I still want to go, but I want to see what like South of France could inspire in me artistically um, word to James Baldwin. I would say, I mean, fair. I would say give Paris a chance despite the media. Yeah. Because there's a reason that people are so obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so, I tell people all the time that you feel like you're in love when you're there, even if you're by yourself like it's oh you just walk have you been alone it. have you gone by yourself? um I went I guess by alone I meant single but okay no <laughs> but I've been twice I've been twice and I went the first time I went I was like 13 that's when I got the Chad Michael Murray picture to keep oh, wow. and yeah. um, I was very lucky like my parents sent me um and they had never been before you know anywhere but it was like yeah. a student trip and then I when I was older and went back for like a internship for public health stuff yeah um, I went, did I just romanticize this? Cause I was 13 years old Yeah, I back at like 22 years old. And I was like, no, this is like such a, like to me, just an inspiring place. Like I don't interact with a lot mm-hmm. of people either. So like, there's mm-hmm. that, like, I choose not to speak to people on the right. Yeah. So no, <laughs> like, I maybe that prevented me, but like to me and, and also my dad who like denies everything all the time. Like, he's always just like, no, I don't think so. If I'm like, this is a really cool thing. He's like, we'll see. Like, yeah. you know, he had his little, like, American preconceived notions, like, French people are rude, and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. And then he went and was also, like, this is incredible. And he loves, like, art and architecture. Yeah. So, like, he, it, it's just, like, everything is, like, it's a city. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. it smells like piss in some corners. And I'm sure, like, the pigeons yeah. are it. But, like, when you're walking through place. it, like, each little arrondissement, each little section is just so beautiful um everything is just kind of inspiring in some way in my opinion like you just kind of walk through it and you could just be at any part of it and feel 
feel something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so to me, I think South of France will be beautiful and it'll be like more relaxing and like a true Mm -hmm. vacation, but just walking through Paris, like you can just go to like any cafe. It's not like, Oh, you you don't need to be at the Champs-Élysées. You know what I mean? Like you should go through it to say you've seen it, but I think that's the trip where I will probably just like take nothing but disposables. Yeah. Like cameras, like that type of thing. Yeah. No, and it's beautiful. And like, there's just open markets with like foods and cheeses and wine and all this. And it's just like about just taking in every moment, like while you're walking through, they have a Metro too. Like I remember, I think it was my second time. Um, it had to be because it was like, I was on my own, but I know a friend was with me, but like my little card wasn't working to like swipe into yeah. the Metro for some reason. And this random French person literally was just like, Hey, I'll like help you in. And so like, we just like stood together and like took the turnstile together. And oh. I didn't ask a soul. I wasn't looking like a complete dumbass or anything, but they just could tell that like, it wasn't working right here. Just like slide with me. Like, just like that little miniature active community is like, you know, people are really, and I think that's anywhere. Like people are really respectful if you're very respectful and you're also like attempting to like embrace yeah. the culture that you're being exposed to. So I would say don't discount Paris. Definitely go. It's, yes. it's just a good That's experience. Beautiful. Like you don't need to like overlook yeah. it. Just like yeah. really like go see a couple things. And also like there's oh, one museum. The air. Yeah, there's one museum that's a converted train station that I love too. Oh, that's so there. cool. Yeah. So it's it's very cliche, but it's like absolutely one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah. I can't let people trying to make shit cliche make it like like Emily like, Paris, don't watch that. There's like a I haven't, yeah. There's gonna be a new Bravo show yeah. about girls like that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not watching that. Like, don't let yeah our media ruin what it is. Or like every girl with the Audrey Hepburn poster. And I love Audrey Hepburn, but like don't let that Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. It, it can be very cool. It can be very yeah. cool. All right. Um, who is one of your Hall of Fame celebrity crushes? And that can be like in your first, your current, like somebody that's yeah. with you in the middle. Uh I would say like top. The first two guys that made me like feel something in my lady parts was probably John Travolta as Danny and Grease and wow. That's Omar cool. Epps in Love and Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Which what is that? I mean, it's like they're very different. You have layers. Also, yeah. They were different and similar in a lot of ways, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good men that were just being brought down by external yeah. factors. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, they were definitely massa- hot misogynists with symbols. <laughs> I know Greece is Greece also never gets old. Not just like with the Olivia Newton John of it all, but Greece is just so good. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what is some binge-worthy content you recommend to people? Like, what either something that you're currently binging or something that you like? If someone's like, "What do you need to watch?" You're like, "This is something that needs." To yeah, be season two of the Miss Pat show is out now for your BET Plus. BET Plus. Also, you can get the ad on Prime and Hulu. No excuse not to watch it. I would say completely unbiased that that is super streamable content. Give someone <laughs> like give someone who's never seen Miss Pat before like what the what the sitcom's about. Oh my gosh! So uh, Miss, it's based on her actual life. That's why anyone who has negative things to say can suck it. But um, <laughs> she is uh, she used to be like a really big time drug dealer in Atlanta, um, and she starts pursuing comedy instead, giving that life up. Um, she's in a blended family. Um, her hus- she's with her husband, the two kids they had together, 
um, two kids she had before she met him and her sister, um, who was formerly using drugs, but is now clean. And they all moved from Atlanta to Indiana, where it is very white. Um, and their ways aren't necessarily like cohesive with their environment. Um, yes. So just seeing them try to navigate this new space while she's also navigating comedy and putting drugs behind it. Wow. I like that. All mm-hmm. right. So all of us, we have homework. Miss Pat Show, season yes. two. Yes. And that's <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. And then where can people find you on social media? Oh my gosh. So I have an Instagram account. It is at Bionic Deja, D-E-S-I-A. Um, YouTube under Bionic Bunny. Um, B-I-O-N-I-C-B-U-N-N-Y. Um, <laughs> other than that, you can never find me anywhere because yeah. I stay she's, in the house. She's the elusive chanteuse, except like the elusive, <laughs> oh, elusive escritil. That's what you are, the elusive writer. Yeah. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs>